This is Lunduke's Weird Computing News for Sunday, November 6th in the year of our Lord, 2022. I would like to start today by saying how absolutely happy doing this show makes me. <laughs> I have the best job in the world. Every weekend, I get to sit down and look over all of the alternative operating system and retro computing news of the last week, pull together the top, I don't know, three or four, however many news items that really made me smile, and then talk about them for a half hour. That is quite possibly the most joyous thing... <laughs> I mean, it's just so happy. Oh, so thank you to everyone for allowing me to have the world's most absurd profession. I, I truly, I truly appreciate it. Of course, you can come back on Wednesdays and get all the news from the big tech side of things, the Apples and the Microsofts and the, the Googleizers and the Alphabets and all that sort of thing. But today we're just talking about the weird stuff, the stuff that the, the big tech news typically kind of misses. Every now and then they'll cover it a little bit, but nah, here we talk about it every week. And let's start off by talking about Haiku. And this is timely because Haiku Week starts this next week. And this is an official week here at the Lunduke Journal. Starts on Wednesday. Hold on, let me look at the date. Wednesday, November 9th. So just a couple days from now is Haiku Week. So for one full week, Wednesday to Wednesday, we just focus on haiku, not exclusively, but over in the Lunduke Journal, people all are encouraged, if they feel like it, to experiment with the haiku operating system, to try it out, put it on a virtual machine, put it on a laptop or a desktop, kick the tires, install some applications, see what it's like to use, see if it's not even possible to use it on your hardware, see if, if it just lacks the bare basics that you need to get by. But maybe, just maybe, it has everything you need. Or maybe you'll come away with it knowing something new. Regardless, regardless if you love it or hate it, you will now be able to go out into the world. And when you talk with other nerds about the current state of haiku, you can speak authoritatively, and you can have some fun in the process. So I've got I've got an article or two that'll be coming out uh, during the week. It'll be a lot of fun. I'll be posting some things that I'll be doing, some tips and tricks and screenshots and the like over on lunduke.locals.com, and everyone can kind of join us. But what I want to talk about first is that Haiku is very close to releasing their fourth beta release. And this is kind of a big deal because the beta releases of Haiku don't happen very often. Some, some pieces of software and operating systems will come up with a, uh, they'll say, here's beta one, and that comes out in January. Well, at the end of January, or just like a few weeks later, they'll come up with beta two, and then beta three, and, and then three days later, they'll release a final candidate, right? They just rapidly move towards it. For Haiku, Beta 3 of Haiku, the current beta release, was released in July of 2021. That was released, I believe, 22 months after Haiku Beta 2 was released. And if Haiku Beta 4 comes out this month in November of 2022, that means it will be roughly 16 months between Beta 3 and Beta 4. And if you look at the amount of progress the system has made, it's pretty intense. 
a lot of new software gets ported, a lot of bugs get fixed, a lot of new hardware support gets added, a lot of improvements. I mean, a lot of improvements. And it's it's a big deal. So a new beta release of Haiku comes out in the same time period as it takes like three to four releases of Ubuntu to come out. Do you know what I mean? Like, like a lot of Linux distros release every couple of months, every six months. And a lot of times those releases, you know, what, what do they have new in them? Well, uh, um, a new point release upgrade to Firefox and a uh, minor bug fix release to the underlying KDE suite. I mean, it's it's very limited a lot of times. I mean, sometimes it's a big deal, but, you know, it's they release so often that the releases become less of a big deal. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's less exciting. It's It's sort of like... Back when operating systems released in boxes and they only released every couple years, it was an event. Like when Microsoft released released Windows 95, man, it was an event and they threw parties and it was in the nightly news and it was a thing, right? But if you release a new OS every six months, you're not going to have the same party, right? It's like not as much can change. Uh, it's not as big of a deal. You don't have as much pent up demand and anticipation, even if it's a small upgrade. And so Haiku Beta 4 coming out a year and a half later almost than Beta 3, it's kind of a big deal. And what's really interesting is I went and looked at the Haiku bug tracker, I link to it over in the in the article for this. Go to the article at lunduke.substack.com. And there are only three bugs that are set for the beta 4 release and have a priority of blocker. And what that means is that there are, that when a bug is set to be a blocker bug for a release, that means that they feel like it is not possible to release that version until that bug is fixed, right? There are only three blocker bugs listed. And outside of those three blocker bugs, I was not able to find any other bugs that were listed and assigned to the R4 or the beta 4 release of Haiku. And what's even more exciting is those of those three bugs, Two of them aren't even bugs. They're tasks. Uh, one of them is upgrading the version of FFmpeg to version 4.4. Simple. And add a new user guide and welcome package, or add the new user guide and welcome package to the build package repository. So they've got some new, new assets and user guides, and they want to add them into the repository. And then the, th the third bug is that they want to disable the newer Radeon HD cards on the beta 4 branch, the, the drivers for them. I guess there's some there's some bugs with those, so they just want to disable specific drivers for specific latest Radeon cards. That's it. Uh, I mean, it's very, very simple, which realistically, looking at that, means we could be days away from a beta 4. Now, I, obviously, I'm not on the Haiku team, but as a as a guy who've released who's released a lot of software in my life, uh, that's unless they have new blockers or showstopper level bugs arise that suggest they could not possibly release a beta four. Uh, I think we're right about there, and it that could time perfectly 
with the upcoming haiku week. I am excited. I am I am truly excited. Haiku is a really fascinating operating system. I mean, uh, the B the B operating system was always unique and interesting. It almost became Mac OS 10, you know? It was it was this close. It was this close. My fingers are very close together. You can't see them right now, but I'm holding them very close together. It was this close to becoming the next Mac operating system. It didn't happen. Instead, that became open step and next step and Steve Jobs and all that sort of thing. But it was this close. And for good reason. When you use the Haiku operating system, the feeling of the system, it's not a Mac. It doesn't feel like Mac. But you can feel where the inspiration came from. You really can. And it's just a, it's a beautiful, beautiful system. And it even if you end up not wanting to use it full time, which I can't fault you for, there are many problems with Haiku right now. Uh, there's no 3D acceleration support, um, which is a which is a big problem if you want to do um, a lot of different things, including some really intense gaming or uh, real time video compositing and all sorts of things. So you're not going to be doing that under Haiku. At least not at the moment. Uh, web browsers are still an issue on Haiku. While there are some some pretty good web browsers on Haiku, um, I personally use one called Falcon. There's there's quite a few good ones. They aren't perfect, and so you may find as you as you play with Haiku that it's just not ready for you. On the other hand. There's such a huge amount of software, everything from LibreOffice and the Caligra suite and uh, so many different applications, development tools, Blender, uh, so much is available that it, it might surprise you. And I think you'll come away with a better appreciation for general operating system design and the history that got us here because it's a truly fascinating system. Uh, anyway, I'm looking forward to that. I'm really, really looking forward to that starting on Wednesday. Uh, all right, let's. Uh, speaking of web browsers, uh, I'm not going to belabor this too much, but it's such cool, random weirdness, I have to mention it. Ladybird. The Ladybird web browser, the, the from scratch, doesn't use any Firefox or Chromium code web browser developed by the Serenity OS people. We talked, I think we've mentioned it uh, for the last three weeks running. For good reason, because it, it's, it's making just leaps and bounds of progress lately. Well, well, Andreas Kling, the head honcho over there, posted a screenshot of it running uh, a website known as jslinux.org. Well, what is jslinux.org? It is, in JavaScript, a full PC emulator that loads an image of a basic Linux system. So you can run Linux inside of a full PC emulator in your web browser. That's what jslinux.org is. And it runs inside the latest version of the Ladybird web browser, which means... Which means you can run Linux in a from scratch web browser running on a from scratch operating system. How how is that not awesome? I mean, am I gonna do that all the time? No, no, of course not. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not gonna run uh, Linux inside of a JavaScript emulator as my as my main machine for anything. I'm just not gonna do that. But the fact that it works and the fact that someone did it, 
and took the time to verify that it would work is amazingly nerdy. I love it. I mean, this is, it's just one of those things where it's, it makes you smile that someone took the time to make this happen. You know what I mean? It's, it's just, it's just way too much fun. And it also goes to show you how much massive progress the Lady Bird web browser has made every single week. Every week, I, he posted. Uh, Andreas Kling also posted on Twitter pictures of uh, uh, the, the Los Angeles Times and uh, Google Image Search and a, a bunch of other of other websites. Uh, I, I want to say, uh, oh yeah, a Facebook. Uh, rendering all these different websites that are now becoming increasingly functional and looking better and better in in Ladybird, which means more and more people can use a from scratch web browser with no Mozilla Netscape baggage, with no Google Chrome blah 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 baggage, none of that stuff. It's just a beautiful, beautiful from scratch, lightweight, just awesome browser engine. It's not perfect. I, I, I took it for a run this week. Um, not not to run jslinux.org, though now I want to try it. Um, but I took it for a run this week. Does it? Am I able to load up Substack and Locals and author, um, you know, rich text, well-formatted with inline image articles and publish them there? Nope. Nope. Doesn't work. But it's getting closer. You know what? You know where I can do those things? Over in Haiku using the Falcon web browser. Ha 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 That's not to belittle uh, uh, Ladybird to say the least, but it is amazing how far we have come in the alternative operating system and alternative web browser space in such a short time. We are prepped and I made this prediction near the beginning of this year, and I know I'm not alone. Several members of the community have, have made similar predictions. But I said flat out, I, I believe there was an article from uh, uh, February or March of this year where I said that, you know what, 2022 is going to be the year of serenity and haiku. Not the year that they take over the market, not by a long shot. But it's the year that both systems will surprise so many people by becoming a viable production or at least daily driver hobbyist system for a significant number of us. Not all of us and not on all hardware, but right now going into haiku week, I know for a fact that if I have the right hardware in front of me, Haiku is completely capable of my production needs. And that's amazing. That's really, really amazing. Uh, I, 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 amazing. A good web browser. Fantastic web browser. I mean, buggy, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> media creation tools, design tools, word processing tools, development tools, all the things I need. I can use Haiku right now. If I have a, a machine where it supports the Wi-Fi card, it has Wi-Fi support and sound support and everything I need. I can use it now. And it's actually enjoyable to do so. So I'm actually looking ahead to this week, and I'm going to be writing and publishing my articles using Haiku at least as much as possible. 
If I hit a bug or a problem and I can't continue, I'll switch back to Linux and, and finish it up there. But I'm going to give it my best to see, can I go a full week of producing my shows and my articles in Haiku? I'm going to try. I'm going to try. I've had some success testing it over the last couple of days. That leaves me cautiously optimistic that it will be viable. And then when I look over at Serenity and I see the massive speed of progress that the Serenity operating system team makes every month, just like the Haiku team, they publish a progress report for Serenity. And it is amazing to see how much progress happens every month, not just in terms of bug fixes, but in significant new features and new pieces of software ported to the system. Every month, it becomes a little bit more usable as a daily machine, either for pleasure or for work. And while Serenity doesn't have quite the hardware support that Haiku does, to say the least, if I put Serenity in a virtual machine and use the Ladybird web browser, I can browse, mm, I'd say more than half of the websites I use every day. That's pretty amazing. And not just browse them, that they look right and they look good. Still got a ways to go. But we got November and December left. And at their current pace, if it's not ready for me to use for at least a dedicated hobbyist box by the end of December, it's not going to be far past that point. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that truly spectacular? And it was it all, all kickstarted just a few years back. Serenity's only four years old. Haiku admittedly is much older than that. And it's it's based on sort of the, the open source re-implementation of components from the B operating system. But still, that we've got two amazing systems that may not be perfect and may not be viable for everybody. Maybe even not for most. But for some of us, yeah. Yeah, it's... It's really getting there. Uh, it's going to be fascinating to watch over the course of Haiku Week. How many people are able to get their work done in the system? Because I know some people will, and I know some people will not. But it's going to be interesting to see what the things are that are holding people up. My guess is most of the problems are going to be related to web browsing issues and hardware support. That's my guess is what's going to be holding most of Haiku up. And, and realistically, that's the same as Serenity, I think. Just to different degrees. Um, all right, uh, moving on to some other news. And this one I found uh, somewhat fascinating because I haven't thought about this in a while. But GNU Make, the, the Make application from the GNU project, is officially dropping support for four big retro platforms. OS2. Amiga OS, Xenix, and Cray. That caused me pause because I I did not know. Like I knew, I knew that Make was available for OS 2 because I had installed it under Arca OS, which is kind of the, the modern day supported version of OS 2. And I installed Make under that. I hadn't used it much, but I'd installed it because I installed like everything I could just to see what all worked on Arca OS, the, the current OS too. And so I knew it was there. 
and I knew that the current Amiga OS SDK included a lot of GNU utilities like GCC, but I hadn't really occurred to me, it hadn't fully dawned on me that Make was, was among them. But it is. And that's kind of cool. Now, those, those platforms, all four of those platforms will continue to have the ability to run old versions of GNU Make, which, I mean, there's no reason that those, you know, necessarily are going to stop functioning. It's just they're not going to get new versions going forward. But I wonder how many developers are using the GNU Make application for, for running their builds on OS2, Amiga OS, Craze, or Xenix systems. I really wonder. I, I truly wonder. And and now now Xenix, now Xenix is Microsoft's Unix and predates DOS. I, I should I should point this out to people. But before DOS and Windows was Xenix. And uh, Microsoft actually licensed Unix and made their own version of Unix and released it for quite a few years. In fact, uh, Bill Gates has talked repeatedly uh, back in the early 80s about how Xenix was the future uh, of Microsoft and of computing and everything. That's kind of that's kind of been buried nowadays. But Xenix was a big deal for a while. It was a very, very big deal. In fact, at one point, uh, Xenix and Microsoft Xenix made Microsoft arguably the largest Unix vendor that there was. Fascinating, right? Well, I didn't realize that there was a series that the GNU tools had been ported to Xenix. I, I, I just hadn't put them on there. Uh, at least not all of them. I guess I knew some of them had, but but not make and whatnot. But they are. They're there. And so they're dropping support for that. And I don't know how many people are actually using Xenix nowadays anyway to compile newer software. So I I guess I see. I'm of two minds here. On the one hand, it makes me sad whenever a piece of software drops support for legacy operating systems. I mean, Amiga, OS2, Xenix, and Cray, how cool! I mean, that's just cool. Like, <laughs> like, if I, like if I sat down and thought about it, if I had a piece of software right now and, and I, it wasn't too hard and I could create support for those operating systems, I totally would. Just for fun. So seeing them lose support for anything, even something that I don't know gets a whole lot of use on those platforms, is kind of a bummer. But on the flip side, I kind of see why the GNU project might be dropping support for those platforms. Because again, I don't know that I don't know that a lot of OS2 developers use GNU Make. I mean, I've done some development on OS2 over the years, and I never used Make. I installed it recently, but I've never used it for anything. And Amiga, I, I now know that it's there. But I did not fully I was not fully aware the extent to which the GNU tool set was available on Amigas until pretty recently. And so I wonder how many Amiga developers were in that same boat. I don't know. And Xenix and Cray, I mean, come on. They're awesome. And they're historically crazy significant. But for new versions of, of Make, I just don't know that that's necessary. Just the same, it's now cool to know that it is available, at least in older versions. <laughs> uh, anyway, <laughs> I, I linked all of that in the notes for the show. 
It's worth checking out, uh, if for nothing else, than to, uh, I don't know, than to geek out and see OS2, Amiga, Xenix, and Cray mentioned in release notes from the GNU project, right? That's cool. That's cool. Uh, I need to almost look in and see how many other GNU tools have support for, say, the Amiga. I mean, because I know, I know there's GCC, but I wonder, I, I need to look into it and see what the current modern versions are and everything and see if, see what all tools from GNU are supported over on the Amiga. I, I need to look into that because that's just, that's just utterly fascinating. All right. All right. So everybody, uh, that's, that's the news for this week. Uh, again, Wednesday, November 9th, 9th, am I looking at this right? 9th, November 9th starts Haiku Week. That is kind of the beginning of an onslaught of crazy activity in the Lunduk Journal world. I mean, it's it's absolutely nuts. Uh, the, <laughs> I mean, crazy, crazy nuts. Uh, the next day, on Thursday, November 10th, is the first ever Lunduk Journal live call-in show. If you want to take part in that, you need to join our Discord server. Um, I've got. I, I'll pr- I'll put a link in the in. It, there's there's links. Go go to lunduke.substack.com. Um, I talk about the live call-in show in the Discord server there, or you can ask over on lunduke.locals.com. I'll try and make sure you, there's there's links that are easy to find for everyone. Uh, you'll need to be a full subscriber to have access to the Discord server. Um, we, we, just to just to keep it reasonably moderatable um and it's going to be a ton of fun uh, i'll be announcing more details uh as the week progresses uh but it's a live call-in show you guys can actually call in and ask me questions live you don't just you can't just don't just send me a text message or something like that that i read over the air i we actually can actually have a conversation and that's that's so much fun i'm really looking forward to that so that's on thursday the 10th And then on Friday, the 11th, is the inaugural episode of the Lunduke Journal video interview series. And it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm not going to tell you who I've got for this week, um, nor am I going to tell you who I've got for the next week. But you're going to like it, and you're going to smile, and it's going to be fun. So I actually get to sit down and do long-form chats with people. Uh, it's been a long time for me since I've been able to do that. It's been a few years. Used to do it all the time. Now I get to do it again. And I'm excited about it. It's just me one-on-one with really cool nerds. Some historically significant nerds. Some maybe less historically significant, but doing things that are really fun and interesting and and that'll make you smile. And these are, this, these are just a really, really nerdy interview series. And that's happening every Friday, starting this next Friday, uh, November 11th. And then Saturday, November 12th, is Mac OS sucks. Uh, it's going to be a live show that we're doing. Uh, I can't remember the the time it's at. Is it noon or two? Or I, I've got a post up on my website with all the schedules. I post the schedules so I don't forget. Because otherwise, I would forget. <laughs> I, I literally am here right now looking at the schedules and looking at the text that I've written to make sure I read the dates and everything right so I don't get this wrong. There's just so much happening all at once. Oh my heavens, it's a big week. It is a big, 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 big week. So uh, this is all possible, I should point out, 
because of all of you, all of you who have subscribed and shown me so much support over the last few years to make the Lunduke Journal what it is. So thank you. If you don't have your subscription yet, go get it. But those of you who already do, thank you. You are amazing. You make all of this possible. And I... I, I hope I do you proud. I, I hope that what what you see this coming week is going to make you smile as much as it's making me smile because it's a ton of fun. Uh, thank you for allowing me to do this. And thank you to the community over at lunduke.locals.com for being just the funnest group of people on planet Earth. Uh, ever, there's all this drama about social media like, oh my gosh, I gotta gotta leave Twitter for the blah blah blahs move over to the Mastodons with the toot toots and everyone gets all upset and everything but you know what, I'm sitting over here in lunduke.locals.com just smiling everything's fine, everything works great nothing's changed, it's really really great <laughs> So I'm I'm so happy, and it's because all of you were there. Uh, you guys make this a a great. I don't use the word community lightly, but it's a community. It's like a group of friends. Uh, it's a bunch of people that I would love to grab a burger with and talk about nerdy things because that's basically what we're doing. Literally, sometimes when we have our chats, when we have our we have these Saturday chats where we get together on locals and we do these text IRC style chats for just like an hour or two on uh, the middle of the day on Saturdays. Uh, it's noon Eastern time. And uh, I tell you, every single time we've been doing it, I've been making food. And the last two weeks, I think I've even like shared pictures of the food as I was cooking it as we're chatting. It's literally just like, I don't know, hang out and let's barbecue together while we talk about nerdy things time. It's wonderful. <laughs> all right, everybody. I love you all. I hope you're having a great time. Uh, this is where I'd normally sign off by saying, and I'll see you all a little bit later. But instead tonight, I've got no sign off. A bunch of people, a bunch of people have given me ideas for sign-offs, and people have have pointed me out to to sign-offs that amazing people have done over the years, and it's everything from you know you stay classy, San Diego, to uh, and that's the rest of the story, or or you know uh, stay safe and have a pleasant tomorrow, every everything under the sun, but none of them feel right yet. So I'm going to find it, though. I'm going to find it. And if you have ideas for it, let me know. I, I'm, I'm open to inspiration. None of them have felt right. I've tried on so many, but none of them feel right. So I will simply say this. End show. <laughs>